I want to welcome you to the Pantheon of M. I'm your host, Ray, and today we're looking at Underworld Evolution, a 2006 movie starring Kate Beckinsale and Scott Speedman, directed by Len Wiseman. This would be his second and final appearance as a director. Uh, it's co-written by Danny McBride, a, a collaborator who is not the Danny McBride you're thinking of, the actor. He's actually a stuntman who went on board to do to help write this film and create the characters. So... In terms of the invasion of vampires and, and werewolves, um, it's been going on for over a thousand years. Um, where the conflict began, would say, according to this, would be what would two. Uh, we're given a monologue. The monologue explains uh, who were, who was the very first vampire and who was the very first werewolf. And what happened to the werewolf and how those who are in contact become infected. And so they had to stop the infection cold. So the introduction of the movie's first four minutes of it kind of reminds me of uh, the introduction to a Samaritan. A narration explains how they started the, the main elements to the war. Sorry, the war itself gets included in the first movie. Uh, the third movie starts the war. <laughs> I'm talking out loud, and I'm saying I realize how absurd I'm sounding. Sorry. So, um, so evolution talks about the origin, like how this all began, like who is behind the characters. Now, the the first movie tells you Michael Corbin, the doctor, he gets infected. Um, he has a certain type of uh, legacy uh, viral strand, a legacy bloodline, and he has his legacy bloodline, and in his bloodline, uh, he can survive a vampire bite and he can survive a werewolf bite and it's in some chance if they were able to mesh he could be a hybrid so this is what deposited to you in the first film now who the bloodline comes from and how that works is actually explained here so the part of the, of the film that didn't go deep was like okay so why is he special where does this come from what started us off who what started the first vampire? What started the first uh, werewolf? Why are they immortal? Why do they survive all these years? All of that is actually answered in this movie. So, so questions that I never had to ask or wanted to ask, I was now informed. And that uh, was very much uh, a pleasing aesthetic to the story. It's still a story between Michael and, and Celine, and it's a story of uh, trying to figure out uh, what the where to go next now that the lies secrets and lies have been revealed and this is now we're dealing with the catastrophic effects of that the one of the questions that's given to you too is that well if this war between vampires and vamp and you know vampires and lichen worlds have been going on for a thousand years how come no one knows about this like who's cleaning up after all this because obviously um, vampires have to stay in the, can't stay in the sun and werewolves really change at night or, 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 and if so, where are the bodies? If this, if this is a war. Where are all the bodies being kept and, and, and evidence of this ongoing feud that gets answered in this movie too. And it's surprisingly how, uh, thought, well thought out this actual story is. Uh, I give this, I was very impressed with this movie. I thought the story itself is what, kept me glued on uh i thought uh michael speedman uh, sorry, uh scott scott speedman in this movie uh really stepped up to his game when he got into get emotionally invested to this and and going through his, his personal storylines 
I thought that was really, really well done. Uh, Celine plays a straight. Uh, the villains, um, who's now uh, Marcus and uh, and his brother, his twin brother, uh, William. I, you know, it's it's really well done. And this, you got an almost unstoppable um, antagonist, if you will. In the trailer, you see Marcus. He's so powerful. He's actually knocking the the uh, a jeep, a running jeep, on its side. He's so powerful and he's taking bullet shots, like direct shots into the face and head and still coming at you. So if there is a Jeepers Creepers feel at one sequence, uh, which is really impressive. Um, and uh, there are things that they do to really keep the audience uh, engaged. Some history is based on truth, some on lies. The war between vampire and lichen has raged for centuries. I was a loyal soldier in that battle, but I was betrayed, and now my own kind have turned against me. Yet I alone hold the key to saving our future. Now, unlike the first movie, which was shot in Romania and Transylvania and Hungary, this film was shot in Canada, most likely for budget. The budget was between 45 to 50 million dollars, so the budget was a lot higher, almost twice the amount of the first one. It made Double. It was $111 million plus dollars back worldwide. The first one tells you what started the war. This generates the idea of like what perpetuates the war and why they are why they are the way they are. J January tends to be the, the month in which they release these movies. It's sort of like it's sort of like the idea is that they know, meaning the studios know that certain films like that have been made may not stand a chance to do well. In the summer blockbuster time, so this movie is a blockbuster type of film, but it would really thrive if it was delivered outside of the competition where they would have weekly events of screenings and uh, debuts, like the Avengers movies, giving you that 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 sweet spot of showing something without too much competition. So let's get into the email bag. You've heard mailbag song. Hit it. And that's from uh, Felix Vasquez Jr. Felix is actually a critic, and he writes, Yes, I'll admit it, it's better than the first film, but really, not by much. And I agree. Watching one and two together back to back, it's actually one complete story. The fact that it takes place the next day, or shortly after the, uh, not the next day, the events of number two, Evolution, takes place immediately after the events of number one. So it concludes itself. And it fills in any missing gaps that we oversaw, overlooked. And because of that, it's really well done. And the Homelander writes, A story without failing us, with two-dimensional characters. This is one of the best comic book movies I've ever watched. I got a person by the name of Clay. And Clay writes, Hey, caliber actor, leading an underwhelming series, which under normal circumstances has no right to flourish as it did. Kudos to a star for a solid string of performances. And lastly, I have uh, an email from Eric S. And Eric writes, it's not a scary monster movie at all, yet surprisingly entertaining. Well, thank you for all of that. I agree. Uh, this movie is surprising. Uh, when I saw, I saw all the Underworld movies in theaters, to be perfectly honest. Each one I found to be entertaining. I walked out of the theater uh, not thinking negatively of, of any one of these films. Even the last film, which critics sort of like didn't like too well, it managed to entertain me and gave me something to be coming home with, with a positive feeling over it. Like there's nothing about 
it as being truly negative. Uh, in terms of critiquing it, there, yeah, there are things you can say, you can nitpick on, but the overall feeling walking out of the movie experience was always positive. And that, I can say, for a five-film series, is a pretty impressive feat. Now, whether or not it's worthy of any kind of accolades, another story altogether. But, um, yes, Kate Beckinsale, the, some of the story and some of how the story pieces kind of fit makes it for good, compelling um, a show and if it can maintain your interest just on the the characteristics of the Lucian character or the Celine character depending on what movie you're seeing um, it does really really well and the power of these actors not phoning it in and giving it their all it's what makes this fantasy world worth investigating and sitting through and I have no qualms with watching a movie again, watching this movie a second time around or a third time around and talking about it because uh, what should be uh, honestly a mediocre characteristic of a movie, werewolves and, and, and vampires may not be much there, uh, but what they have to work with makes it all worthwhile and worthy enough to discuss on our show. So the movie came out at a time where its competition was Brokeback Mountain, Glory Road, which is like a basketball movie, uh, The Last Holiday, which was a Queen Latifah movie, and Hoodwink, which was an amazing um, zeitgeist cartoon. Of It opened up at number one and maintained number one at the box office for a couple of weeks. This movie came out in 06, so True Blood was already just now hitting uh, HBO. Um, the book for um, Twilight has been released. Uh, they're going into the second or third book at this point now. Uh, they're really pumping out the the novelizations for Twilight, but this had uh, Kate Beckinsale, and it was it was a movie that really you know catered to the, to the audience. Buffy the Vampire Slayer ceases to exist, and there were, at the time the the genre right now was starting to come back alive into the uh, villains or in terms of the vampires and in the werewolf story. So there you go. So with that, I'm your host Ray. We'll talk to you later. A powerful immortal has returned. Marcus is one. The first true vampire. He was exiled over 300 years ago. What makes you think we're going to find him now? I was the one who exiled him. Vowing to release an unimaginable evil. There is only one way to defeat him. Find the girl. Bring her to me. Only one stands between their rise. You know the devastation you caused before he was captured. And the destruction of all mankind. Soon you'll be drowning in lichens. Not lichens, all vampires. A new race, created in the image of their maker. Me. You're no match for him. Well, we're gonna have to work on that.